I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Five, stand by. Four, three, two, one. Hello and welcome to Women on Deadline, a podcast about her experience in TV news. I'm Sierra Starks. And I'm Carolyn Hall. We haven't talked in a while, Carolyn. <laughs> no, at least, haven't. at least, haven't recorded those conversations. <laughs> that's kind of a good thing <laughs> because not all of it is arable content. This is true. Yeah, this is definitely. True. <laughs> but we are here now. We are. <laughs> so, give me an update. What's been going on? Oh man, I wrapped up some work at City Hall a couple weeks ago. I am. Like in the thick of it with classes at the university, and I've got some freelance work going, which is really great. And so I'm definitely dabbling in a whole bunch of different things, which is is good because every day is different. But at times it can be kind of maddening too, just <laughs> trying to keep up. But it's I good. Can imagine. Yeah. How about you? Um, so I anchored for the first time at my new station over the weekend. I did yes. the weekend morning show. Mm-hmm. Uh, two hours all by myself. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. But it's, it was also pretty tiring. I was, like, by the end of it, I was like, okay. Like, I've said a lot, I've said a lot of words now. I've... By yourself. Right. I've tried to keep my energy up for a really long time. Mm-hmm. No. So, yeah. A co-anchor would have been ideal, but still. Um... I think it was good, uh, especially since I, Carolyn, I haven't anchored since maybe April. Oh, Really? Yeah. It, it's since, been that since long. My, yeah, since my little send-off um, on the morning show from uh, from KTVA. Mm-hmm. So I did have a, like a little bit of anxiety going into it. One, about just my performance in general, and then two, about what I was going to wear, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, this but... is Sierra. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but no, like I feel like once I got the format of the show down and sort of knew you know, had my bearings, then I think um, it was smooth sailing after that. Good, good. So, Sierra, you recently, well, maybe it's not too recent now, but you came back from vacation in, um, in the Atlanta area, and you had kind of an epiphany during that time off. What was that all this about? Was, this was the first time that I felt like I really took a vacation because especially at my last station and definitely before that I felt like I had never really just taken time off and um wasn't either like racing to get back to work because like something was going on or you know you know how you like you're off air at at this this hour and then like your flights three hours later like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that madness None of that happened this time. I took off a day uh, before and a day after, like, the actual vacation was set. 
And so I just had a day after I got off work before, like the day before my flight, just to do whatever I wanted. It was literally the most liberating thing. I went for a run. I went to Bible study. I probably took a couple naps. Like it was, <laughs> it was awesome. And then we went on vacation, which in itself is, you know, sometimes kind of stressful. We had two weddings in Atlanta and then we had um, another little gathering in D.C. to go to. And then when we got back, I had a whole day after that to do laundry. To do whatever I wanted. It, <laughs> yeah. I, I, so I am learning how to vacation properly. Nice. I yeah. Am. Well, I and am. I am. It's important. I, I think really. Well, I'm. I'm happy for you having the adulting experience. <laughs> <laughs> is that like, what this is? Am that, I finally adulting? I, you might be, or, or doing so with more self care and and intent. Which I I think it's easy, especially I don't know like. When you're younger, I feel like you have so much more energy and you just kind of go, go, go and you don't even think about it. But then you're like, hmm, what's a more what's a more efficient way to go about this? How would this benefit me more? And you start having like a more advanced approach thinking about it. And I don't know why self-care sort of like takes a back seat then too. you know what I mean? I don't I don't know where it's like I just have to once I get off the plane, I'm going to get back in town at like my flight gets in at 11 p.m. And then I got to be on TV. And I'm like, what? That's crazy. Like, I work the morning show. I probably should not be getting off of a flight. And then, like, I start my shift, like, four hours later. That's yeah, crazy. that would not be. So. Yeah. <laughs> that would not be putting your best foot forward. Not <laughs> can all. only imagine. Yeah. But I used to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be learned um, just having this conversation being like, oh, I need to be a little bit more intentional with how it is I'm going to spend my time and what the ideal situation would be like and then to just go for it and do my best to make it work. Sometimes, although, you know, I in news, you're often in a situation where you don't have a lot of vacation time or PTO time or maybe, you know, maybe it's sweeps and you're just like you can get just so hamstrung. So I think it's uh, it's just it's I think it's tough to be that strategic but whenever I think it's important to think about and try to something to aim for no absolutely if you can do it do it period yeah, yeah. go for it all the way Sierra's advice for the day I'm full of wisdom <laughs> you are <laughs> It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
so today we are talking about the hashtag me too movement um which was a call for women to talk about their experiences with sexual harassment and sexual assault um and i mean it's not just something women have to or are enduring as just women it's also definitely uh happening in newsrooms oh yeah absolutely um, if not many or most newsrooms uh, across the, the country. Uh, I think especially depending on the market, um, the, the location, uh, the makeup of the newsroom, the expectations, I think all of that plays into it. Um, I think, yeah. Yeah, it's, and, it's definitely out there. Yeah, and it's such a male-dominated field, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So ideal world, you know, for me, with my girl power attitude, you know, newsrooms would be all female. And then we probably (laughs) would not have these problems with sexual assault and sexual harassment in the newsroom. Unfortunately, though. uh, Yeah, I don't think that's quite – I don't know that we want to go to that extent, though. (laughs) Because diversity is good. It's good. That is true. Yeah. Um, I'm also queen diversity too, so whatever. <laughs> I I think absolutely if there if there wasn't such a heavy tradition of newsrooms being mostly male, then the culture would be drastically different. And the expectations would be different. You know, the level of professionalism, what's tolerated, what's not tolerated, mm-hmm. and the converse. So, and the conversations, honestly, within the newsroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with managerial positions being, you know, male dominated as well. Yeah. There is just something to be said about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I like I know I've experienced um sexual harassment in the workplace from uh, managers that I've had. Oh gosh, like it just makes me want to like cringe and just conjuring up really bad negative memories. But it's like um you know, you're just you're held back. You're you know, sometimes it's blatant, sometimes it, it's comes in the form of microaggressions and it's mm-hmm. um you're just kind of like sometimes it's so subtle you're like, wait, what what was that what I think it was? No, that couldn't have been and you're just like, hmm. All right. So then you just kinda of let it go and then that further perpetuates, you know, this culture where it's, you know, it, it's not called out, it's accepted, people don't realize what they're saying is harmful and that it causes pain or self-doubt, you know, with confidence issues. I mean, how many women out there, you know, have confidence issues? And I, I'm definitely one of them. And it's something that I'm constantly trying to improve on. And, you know, all those things just build up over time, you know, and I'm and I'm not I wasn't even on air. You know, I know that the on air talent, the women on air talent. Oh, my gosh. The hurdles that you guys face are incredible, you know, especially when it comes to um, viewers emailing or Facebooking, you know, getting in touch with you guys on social media. I mean, some of that stuff is really out of control yeah yeah out of control and i don't know whether it's just the anonymity factor of you know these people being behind computer screens or or what it is but um just the audacity of some some of these people to say what they say um i'll i'll give an example so at my last station i was on the morning show and it it was sort of more of a 
a comfortable environment. So we had a couch um, and that's where we, we did most of the morning show. So I'd be on the couch and I'd have uh, stockings on because it's Alaska and it's super cold all the time. I'm not going to bare leg it in the newsroom. So, (laughs) or in the studio. So I, the, I think the first message I started getting from this guy whose his name was a woman's name, but like, this was totally a man uh, sending me messages was a picture of me on his TV screen with my stockings on. And that day we had talked about, um, like a quiz or a poll or something like that. So I was using the word poll, P-O-L-L. And um, his message to me was, were you talking about my poll this morning? You know, P-O-L-E. And, right. And so... For, that's disgusting. Like, yeah, I, don't, I mean, that's like, not, and why would you welcome that? Like, why would right. why would you be okay like hearing that from yes, someone? Yes, yes, sir, I was. You know, like, <laughs> right. no, what? absolutely not. Right. So, so that's how it sort of began, and then from then on, any other time I would wear stockings, I was liable to get a message from this guy. Um either saying like uh like he was hard or he was this or he was that it was just crazy and then I want to say I blocked him on Facebook because you know what do you do about that do I take it to my manager and be like hey this guy's being disgusting you know like what (laughs) are you gonna do about it yeah well and especially Um, if did you have a male news director at the time I did Mm, I wonder how that would have affected things I don't, I don't know. That's, first of all, that's an uncomfortable conversation to have with a man. <laughs> right. Right? Yes. I, yeah. So anyway, so I blocked him on Facebook. He, of course, found me on Twitter and sort of continued that same behavior. Oh and gosh. I remember once I got a photo from him. And this time it wasn't me, right? Because usually it's like me with my stockings on. Mm-hmm. It was him uh, in stockings with his genitals showing. Oh, my God. Like, just sent me that oh, that picture. Gosh. And I was like, this is the audacity of you to think that you can do this, first of all, is unsettling. It's just heartening. And it's disgusting. And it's unreal. I mean, like, what? Like he, he doesn't know you or doesn't know you well. You know, like, what if you turn around and, like... Sh- where to share that picture like we've got no i I mean there's so there go you can go down so many rabbit holes with this like Mm -hmm. whoa what was he thinking yeah and so i um something that struck something in me when you were talking was you said um it made you cringe or you know some some of that behavior made you cringe Mm -hmm. and i think that's why it's probably been swept under the rug this whole time because Honestly, when the Me Too campaign started coming out, so so backtrack a, a little bit. Um, all these allegations of um, sexual harassment and sexual assault were coming out about movie producer Harvey Weinstein, right? And um, that sort of sparked women in the movie industry to start coming forward with, with their stories um, against him. And then Alyssa Milano um, was asking for women, you know, if you've been sexually harassed or sexually assaulted, um, write me too as a reply to a tweet that she sent out. And honestly, within hours, just thousands of women writing me too, right? Mm -hmm. And so then it makes you cringe, yes, but then you feel, but then you realize, like, this is happening all over the place. Yeah. 
It is so widespread. It's I, I feel like the word epidemic is just turning into a cliche with all mm-hmm. these different things that are going on in our world. But I mean, it's something that's been going on forever, just ever. Yeah, yeah, and it and it doesn't discriminate based on industry. And in fact, I think. Um, it's more prevalent in an industry where women have to work extra hard um, just to, you know, get an appearance or to mm-hmm. make it to the next level or to make it on screen or on TV. You know, I mean, where the cards are stacked against us. And it's like we ha- we are at a disadvantage in these male dominated industries. And so mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. I'm thankful that we have this kind of steadily growing awareness and awakening um and hopefully it causes especially young women to think twice or to maybe just have more awareness about it to look out for themselves look out for each other i think it's really important the camaraderie that women all over are showing together now absolutely yeah i think we really need to stand by each other's side and support one another and not try to tear each other down or or shy away from each other. Um, so, and I, I saw on the news this morning too that in California there was a group of 120 some odd um, women in the their lobbyists and their political leaders. So, like in the California state legislature, where they signed a public letter, basically saying that we're all united and that this kind of sexual harassment and sexual assault in the California legislature is rampant. And there were a couple of interviews from women talking about like men exposing themselves and, you know, playing with themselves in front of these women behind closed doors. And it's like, why, why would a man ever think that that's okay? Right. I, and, and, and that's where I think it needs to. St- so after me too, there was like, you know, now people are saying hashtag him though. So, you know, what about him though? And I think that if you look at some of these experiences of sexual harassment and sexual assault, like people are going all the way back to elementary school, you know, where it was like some guy or sorry, some little boy who decided it was funny to like grab her butt or decided it was funny to pop her brush, her, her training bra strap or, you know, and then that is, is what do you do then right because then it's like oh that means he likes me right when honestly that's not okay and that's probably not how boys should be expressing they like girls right in elementary school and, absolutely not yeah and it and it causes little girls to accept it you know mm-hmm. if nothing's done about it or if they aren't taught not to accept it and so yeah, I think education and expectations need to be set at a young age that you mm-hmm. essentially like keep your keep your hands to yourself and right. treat each other with respect and empathy and be compassionate towards one another. Like I, the whole it just seems like it's become an us versus them or them versus us thing with this whole um, sexual assault and sexual harassment thing. And it's, I know it's nothing new, but it's just like but uh, the magnitude of it now is just showing how. Like you said, like how rampant it's become, mm-hmm. or right? how and, how rampant it's been. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I was talking with uh, Scott the other night about it, and he was just—he's trying to wrap his head around it, like because he doesn't understand that that men would think that that behavior is okay, or that that stuff actually happens. And you know, there were 
some, you know, phrases that we were talking about where he's like, really? that That's not good? I'm like, no, that's not good. Like, it's like men just, they, women have helped perpetuate based on our silence. And I know I'm guilty of this. Like, I've helped perpetuate this culture and society where it's accepted and it's and that it's like okay well she's just gonna let me get away with it you know it's not good but it's Mm -hmm. I don't know I'm encouraged that we're all um that so many women are stepping up and I think it's very courageous and I'm just it's it's an exciting time in that regard even though it's on such a very such a very dark matter right 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 and what I'm hoping is that this doesn't just it's not just a flash in the pan type of movement where you know, it was it was good TV, and you know now we're moving on to something else. Or it it was trending for the week, and now we're moving on to someone else. Especially as more and more women on TV or women in TV news um, start to come forward with their stories, uh, I think news directors and folks on the managerial side need to take note. Like these are women who who you are in contact with, who you work with, you know, who you regard with high esteem, hopefully. So, you know, maybe policies need to change. Uh, maybe policies need to be in place. Maybe policies need to be looked at. But what I don't want to see is, you know, all these brave women come forward and we give them, you know, a slow clap now and, you know, we're done with them next week. Right. Yeah. I, I think attitudes must change in that, you know, where is it going to start, you know, and it, it's already started and it's up to us as the individual to, you know, move forward and make sure that this kind of behavior doesn't happen. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's definitely a community wide conversation. And in, at times, I'm sure it's very uncomfortable, you know, like if, especially if you have a male boss or you know, if your supervisor, is, all of your supervisors are all male, you know, it's just like there's like, what's the roadmap for this? Yeah. Like, what's the best way to handle this if you are sexually harassed or sexually assaulted at work? You know, like, who do you go to for straight to HR? Well, you know, and I don't know, just depending on the situation. I don't know. I just that's why I'm saying this is a time for the actual managerial staffs to step up. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to come from the woman who's sharing her story on TV. Mm -hmm. Like it can come from her boss. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and taking on that leadership role instead of, you know, and (laughs) I, I can think of one individual in, in particular where, man, if that person And he's a he, you know, and if he's in charge of X, Y, Z, and this is all going on, I just, like, I don't have a lot of faith in necessarily a male supervisor or a male news director to, yeah, yeah, to do something about it. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I I think it, I think you're right about making sure that the conversation continues. And I think it's, it's up to us as individuals to really, um, just to have an awareness to support one another as women and to make sure that we are talking about this publicly and, and to not have these conversations in private anymore. Right. No. And, and making sure that it, you know, it, if it's happening in elementary schools, like that's their first experience that it stops altogether. Mm -hmm. Um, And letting young girls know that, you know, boys have a million ways that they can express 
their affection towards you. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to have anything to do with, you know, them hitting you on the butt or them, you, it just doesn't have to do with that. You, they can, I had a boy get a bug out of my eye in third grade and then we were boyfriend, girlfriend the next week. Okay. So, <laughs> so there are, there are other ways. It was so romantic. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> But there are other ways that these little boys can show their affection so that they're not sort of um, taught through that silence or through those giggles or whatever happens after that interaction, you know, that this behavior is okay. And then it goes from whatever it was in elementary school to something, you know, pushing the envelope a little more in middle school, pushing the envelope a little more in, in high school. And then you're one of these folks sending me messages that are disgusting. Right. Just saying. And thinking that that's okay. Exactly. And like, oh, what's going to happen? Nothing's going to happen. So right. I'll, just, I'll just keep doing it. Oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Oh, gosh. You know, in that, that Facebook group that's out there, you know, sometimes I cruise along that and I'm just like horrified at some of the mm-hmm. things that um, those watching the TV news like will email in or, or will, you know, will put on social media. It's just especially for women it's just like i don't yeah. know how i don't know how you guys do it don't know how you guys do it i would have a hard time keeping my mouth shut that's for sure we know carol <laughs> which is a good thing uh, which is <laughs> what do you mean by that tiara <laughs> which is a good thing well sometimes shit needs to be said you know no this is true no and 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 kudos to you for always um being authentic and being yourself and if you know something's not right for you know you to stand up and say and not that we both haven't and i'm the same way but not that Mm -hmm. we both haven't brushed things under the rug but exactly um, yeah yep i know gosh i was having um an online conversation with um a male photojournalist who shall not be named um several months back and he was just not understanding like the microaggressions that he was seeing in these online comments and posts and messages. And I'm like, do you not understand like (laughs) how, how sexist you sound right now? And I was getting a lot of pushback from him and, you know, he was saying, I thought we were friends. What's going on here? And I'm like, all I'm just trying to do is like to, to let you know for your own sake that this is what it sounds like. And and I was being completely like brushed under the rug. <laughs> like like my opinion didn't matter and that no matter what, like he is not sexist. He wasn't making sexist comments. It's like, no, you are. <laughs> like you you are. And it's like how do you reason with somebody like that who isn't willing to take that step back and to look at themselves objectively, try to see from the other point of view. You know, and I think it's, I don't know, I think it's really important for us to try to teach men, men that we're friends with, men that we don't know, or, you know, that we're just acquainted with, just like, we got to educate and let them know, like, how damaging their remarks can be sometimes. And, And not necessarily that there's any ill intent behind it, but they just, they're not a woman, they don't, they don't have the life experiences that we have. True. I I think that the more noise we make, um, the more people are going to hear us. Right. So so kudos to all the women um, in the TV news business um, and honestly around the world who have come forward um, with their Me Too stories. 
I'll just say it again. The more noise we make, like the more people will be forced to hear us. Hell yeah. Bravo. We're all in this together. At the end of the month, on October 28th and 29th, the National Press Photographers Association is hosting their Women in Visual Journalism Conference again, and that's in Austin, Texas. Uh, Sierra, are you going this year? I am not going. I went last year, but not that I see. I just I just took a vacation. We already talked about that. <laughs> PTO days don't grow on trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do not grow on trees legitimately. Um, but I would honestly, and what this year is sold out, huh? It is, yeah, okay. which is super exciting. That No, that is that is super exciting, but I know that some folks are super bummed. I've seen on the Facebook group, like, people are like, if you guys have an extra ticket, like, let me know and oh. I'll buy it from you. Oh, no way. I know. Yeah, and honestly, it's it's such a good experience um when I went last year it was um me and a photographer friend of mine we actually went to management ourselves and we're like hey like this is this is something that we need to go to (laughs) and and we have a lot of bills to pay so we'd like it if you'd pay for it um (laughs) and we we actually were able to get uh sponsorship to go um which is which is just uh, a testament to like if you really want to be somewhere you'll get it done you know what I mean yeah so so we we were sponsored we went down it was in Denver last year we went there and to be in the same room with amazing women doing amazing things in this industry um, and hearing, ex- sharing experiences, hearing experiences, um, learning from badass women. It was, it was a good time, honestly. And it was very much needed for the both of us in that point in our careers. Um, and since then we have both gone on to, um, I don't want to call it, it was, the grass is never greener on the other side, honestly, no, but um, we've, we, it's never greener on the other side. No I'm matter so sorry, what. I promise it's not like more Sierra wisdom. The grass is never greener <laughs> on the other side. And so I don't mean to say greener pastures is what I'm getting, what I'm getting at. So, <laughs> but we've both gone on to, um, other career opportunities. I switched stations, um, and I'm now in California and sweet, she switched stations and she's in Seattle. Um, and I, I honestly believe like that was the spark that we needed to just sort of press forward. Yeah. Nice. Cause, because I believe the, the tagline last year was, um, like the good fight, right. Or fighting yeah. the good fight or something yeah, the like good that. Fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I felt like we, we definitely took that back to our station and, um, like uh, pressed toward the mark dude like and just kept going um and we actually actually did a pretty amazing story together i remember i love working with emily landine i really do but um uh yeah and and so i would encourage i know 2017 sold out but if you can make it to 2018 totally do it oh and now i have to brag on carolyn wait because she was a presenter at last year's conference and she talked about um finding moments or or you know capturing the moments in a story and i i know for a fact there were a lot of mmjs there you know who were trying to get out of how do i how do i work around a package when all i feel like i'm doing is like track soundbite track soundbite 
And I feel like Carolyn's presentation really um, opened a lot of eyes to you just gotta just gotta find the moments. Oh, thanks, Sierra. Yeah, it's gosh, if the best way for us to communicate with our audience is just by being as authentic as possible. And in my mind, that comes in the form of moments and just trying to capture that human emotion, whether it be joyous or sad or somewhere in between, um, because that's the the one thing that really connects all of us, regardless of skin color or language or race or gender. You know, it's human emotion and just having that compassion and developing that connection with with our story subjects is what helps to connect with the viewer Um yeah, and hopefully building towards a stronger community. So I, I hope it was helpful. I really hope that it was. Um, it was a lot of fun. Gosh, so much energy at so the conference. Much. It's just, it's infectious, and it's just like you're just so excited to be there. And, you know, one valuable thing about going to conferences is developing a network and developing connections with other women storytellers from across the country. As we all know, news is such a transient business that, I mean, oh my gosh, like how many jobs are you able to to get just by developing these um, these connections with other women and, and keeping in touch with them over the years and just kind of whispering to each other like, hey, there's a job opening over here. I think you should apply, you know, and just like, you know, you just <laughs> it's such an important way of developing your professional network in order to get to where you want to be. Um, at your next station or your end goal station or whatever that might be. It's just, it's such an important roadmap to develop. Yeah. And, and good on Anne mm-hmm. who, um, you know, has put this whole thing together and just so we ha- we can have those connections, right? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Anne Herbst, um, she's at KOSA and she actually, she was recently promoted. I don't know her exact title, but she's essentially the DP now at KOSA in Denver, which is super phenomenal. I'm so happy yeah, for her. Girl. Yeah. Oh man. It's just great. It's, you know, and especially in a climate where there are just so very few, um, women in leadership positions um, in charge of a photo staff so super stoked for her Um, but yeah she's she has done an incredible amount of volunteer work and I believe this is the third year that the conference is back after a six or seven year hiatus and I, I know this for a fact because I was the treasurer of the MPPA when the conference was brought back Anne had literally zero dollars in which to put on that conference the first year. I mean, like she had no money. And so she just she beat that pavement hard where she was just out there trying to find like free venue, free stuff, free food, like just trying to like get sponsors. I mean, she just put so much work into it. And I mean, without her long hours, again, volunteer and and with those helping her, I mean, oh my gosh, like where would this conference be? How many lives has this conference touched in the last three years? You know, I mean, countless at this point, there's, there's, I mean, it's going to be upwards of 200 plus, you know, and then you think about all the lives that are touched from those 200 or so women and it just you know it just it grows and it's it's exponential and it's really exciting so thank you Anne. we love you and appreciate you and all your hard work 
Yes, girl. And speaking of excitement, I feel like I laid it on a little too thick when I met Anne for the first time. Oh, why? Like, what happened? I don't. I was like trying to tell her the story. I was trying to. I was trying to tell her the story of how like we just wanted to be there so bad that we like went and got sponsorship and you know talked to our managerial staff and yada 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 mm-hmm. and you know we we had a uh, female news director or no assistant news director at the time and so you know she was she listened to us and listened to our needs and I appreciated that. But I was, yeah, I felt like I was very like not, not fangirl, but I was hitting that mark a little bit where I was just like, (laughs) but like fangirl of the conference as if like it was a person. And I'm like, we're just so happy to be here. (laughs) And she's, that's so good though. I think that's Mm. great. I don't, I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of whatsoever or embarrassed. I I don't fangirl about much. Okay. No, you don't. No, you don't at all. When it comes to like my sanity and my professional development, I just felt like I was in a rut and that was exactly what I needed. And then at that time she was the one who got the mouthful of like, this was just what I needed. (laughs) Like, okay. All right. Well, I'm sure she appreciated that, you know, (laughs) I'm sure it was very meaningful, you know, because the conference does change lives. And it's just it's just so thrilling to know that um, a group of talented and earnest women who who are just working their butts off to succeed in a very, very difficult industry. Never mind the gender factor. Um, It's just uh, it's just it's a wonderful, wonderful place. So. And, um, oh, what's the hashtag? There's a hashtag associated with it. And there's a, yeah, and there's the, there's a Facebook group. So you should follow along with the post on Facebook and Instagram, um, and learn by proxy Mm -hmm. since they are sold out. It is a hashtag on Instagram, at least is W I V J 17 for this year. Yeah. And that's for women in visual journalism, 2017. Awesome. Yeah, man, wish we could be there. Uh, Let's have our, we have our own little conferences now on this podcast. Uh, we do. <laughs> I'm learning so much. Uh, I'm trying to figure out all this audio technical blah, blah, blah. So we apologize if there's any technical glitches. I'm figuring it out. I'm a slow it learner. Is. It's a work in progress. <laughs> totally, it's fine. totally. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. It's all good. Mm. All right. Well, that will do it for us on Women on Deadline, a podcast about her experience in TV news. I'm Sierra Stark. And I'm Carolyn Hall. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Absolutely. Be great, Carolyn. Yeah, be great, Sierra. Out in five, four, three, two. Nice job, ladies. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.